Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Live with your host, Jacob Kirkbride, on SAFC Fan TV. On tonight's show, we'll be looking back um, at Friday night's brilliant win away at Bottom Club Sheffield Wednesday and also look ahead uh, to the derby that's not a derby that people like to call a derby that is some way not a derby to our <laughs> fan base, more to a derby to Borough's fan base. Borough coming to the stadium of light at 12.30 on Saturday, but also looking back um, at the game against Watford, uh, the game against Watford at the stadium of light, the 2 0 win yesterday evening. Joining me on tonight's show, we have got Jack Shields. Jack, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I've been a little bit under the weather the last few days, Jacob, believe it or not. I've had a little bit of a cold, yeah. a little bit on my chest, but um, two Sunderland wins to talk about will put us right. I feel like I'm getting a little bit better and looking forward to the weekend. So, just what the doctor ordered. Mm. And also joining us tonight, we have got Mike. Um, and also our TikTok is in his bio as well, if you want to give that a follow. Mike, how are you doing? Not so bad, not so bad. Yeah. Uh... We're still rushing around after baby and stuff like that, you know. Newborn sleep is overrated, so I got three <laughs> hours, so I'm good for this for the next hour. So we're all right. Good to see, good to see, mate. Um, don't forget the live chat is open tonight, guys. If you want to put forward any questions um, for the panel, we'll try our best to answer. And also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to SAFC Fan TV this evening. Uh, as we always do for every live show, we aim to get to 100 likes. Please hit the thumbs up button below and also link in the description below. This video is sponsored by the iconic um, football kit manufacturer. Manufacturer Toffs do some brilliant retro kits that date way back to the 1930s, including we've worn um, it on the show a few times uh, the past couple of weeks, the famous 1937 FA Cup winning shirt where we beat Preston North End in the final. So first subject of tonight, we're going to take you back to Friday evening, um, a trip to Sheffield Wednesday. Going into the game, you know, we were uh, coming off the back of a 1-0 defeat to Cardiff. We thought that, you know, we we feel the pressure a little bit considering uh, the Maya chef wed we're in and uh, they thought, uh, the only way for them was to put in um, a solid, good performance, the way, especially the way how the club's been run off the pitch of late. But um, with the pressure more on us, we went down there and put in a relatively controlled and also quality display on an attacking point of view. Jack, we're going to come to you. You were there on Friday evening. Um, how would you sum up the performance, mate? Yeah, well, <laughs> I was spot on. I said they'll come, th they'll come flying out the traps, and we'll have to watch it the first ten minutes. We we were tuned up inside the ten minutes, so I got that spot on, didn't I? No, we were fantastic. We were absolutely brilliant. Um, we were the, the team on the front foot. Uh, we took the game to them, and really hate to be arrogant, but within ten minutes, I was I was fairly comfortable that we were going to win the game when we got the second goal. Um, First goal was a goal from a set piece, which, you know, people, you know, it's not one of our strongest areas, really, is it? You know what I mean? When, when you're looking at where where our weaknesses are, you probably would say physicality and a little bit of height in the aerial threat. So it was nice to get a goal from that, you know, Dan Ballard rising from the corner and, and, and scoring the header. Um, and then the second, Jack Clark, fantastic again, as he does, picks up the ball on the left after a fantastic switch of play, by the way, brilliant switch of play over to him, um, finds a space and, and curls one at the bottom corner. And really tuning up inside of 10 minutes, they never, I never really felt, like I say, it was the game was ever in doubt after that. We obviously got the third with the penalty. Um, 
And it was just nice to have have an away game whereby we were so in control. You know, you used the word control, Jacob, and that's exactly what it was. We were firmly in control, uh, we kept them at arm's length. And really, I got the feeling if we'd wanted to, we could have got another couple of goals in the second half. I really think if we wanted to, we could have put the energy in and gone up another gear and maybe won four, five, six nil. But we have games coming up thick and fast, so it was a nice and comfortable display. Um, so, yeah, perfect away day as far as I'm concerned. I can't fault any, any, any one aspect of the day. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It looked a fantastic atmosphere with the video you put on the channel uh, towards the end of the night. Uh, Michael, before we come to you um, with the first live comments of the evening, um, Wayne, I do apologise, obviously. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm very well cheered. Tonight, originally, but filling in for, I'm not sure where Terry's at. Normally, it's unlike him to be late, but um, I think he, he must give a reasonable excuse knowing the type of All right, he's, he's been away on a conference with his work. That's why he's, yeah, that's why he's not coming on. So I'm, yeah. I'm off the subs bench for the second week in, in the row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, will he will he make an appearance at some point tonight? Or is I don't think so. No, nah, called it off completely. Nah, he'll, he'll redeem himself. Good old Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Nah, nah, um, hope the conference goes well, Terry, mate. Um, Wayne, so filling in for Terry uh, tonight. Um, last minute. Um, the game against Sheffield Wednesday, a superb display. Um, at the top end of the pitch, keeping a clean sheet as well. Um, away from home is always important, but the quality from Jack Clark, particularly in the first half, there. There, right back, he had an absolute horrible evening coming up against him, didn't he? I, I, I found it hard to believe. You know, surely they must have done the homework on how Jack Clark's been playing. And like, like just been saying, that first goal, the switcher player, I think it was from Burst to across the clock with that, that second goal, just in eight little space at the freedom of Sheffield. And, you know, Jack Clark does what he does best, cuts inside and rifles one in the bottom corner. But, you know, just shows you how bad their manager is. I think he's since lost his job, and he so yeah, he got that, was, that was that was on the cards, wasn't it? But um, first time I thought we were really, really good. You know, when you get an early goal against the team struggling, the fans turn against them, and it's all been a task from them from now on. And I mean, to be fair, they looked to pull aside the club in mm. disarray, but you can only play what's in front of you. Yeah, um, I mean, like just like Jack just brings in, we were controlled. We never looked in, in in danger really from when that, especially when the second goal went in. And uh, it was a it was a all around a fantastic start and a fantastic first half performance. And Wayne also, how often do we score from corners as well? The first few minutes, Dan. But I mean, you wouldn't see a goal like that conceded on Sunday morning level. To be honest, I mean the marking was terrible. I think Ballard was surprised himself. He got uh, the space he did in the box to head it in. But Dan Ballard, yeah, he hadn't scored before. Um, this season and right now his, his confidence is thriving um when he arrives in the penalty area definitely i think if you if you look at their center half i think it's a, it's a bamboo yeah. I, I think he had a, yeah. a night to forget didn't he i think he, he lost ballard for the for that goal then he gave the penalty away then he got boot and then he went off for concussion so you know it was a a bad night all around for him but uh just shows you the, the confidence in ballard he, he just wanted it more and, and did the job fantastic yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, I mentioned there from uh, Mason Burstow, definitely his best performance in a yeah. London shirt so far. Wonderful skill for winning the penalty, uh, which Jack Clark slotted away for the third one. Uh, Michael, um, before we come to you, um, uh, reflecting on Friday night's performance, what is the live chat saying so far? Tonight? Well, uh, we had a few early birds in, so that's Palmas Mackham says, evening, lads. The Bristolian Mackham says, good evening, everyone. Mickey Mack, evening, everyone. Uh, David Jobling says good evening. 
Um, but the Pristolian Macam says, I take it the talk of the show tonight is Lionel Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> David Joblin, <laughs> two excellent results last uh, uh, last night. Keep the faith. Good evening, lads. Hurricane Huggins and Emma Hansen's. Good evening, lads. How are we all doing? Paul P, evening, lads. What do you think of the fact that our goals are coming from all over the pitch? I think which we've discussed before, to be honest. Um, I think we're used to that without a striker, aren't we? So we've got that used to playing without a striker. That the, yeah. It's good to see the goal shots coming from everywhere. Mm, Wayne, you want it in there? I think I've seen a stat somewhere on, on Twitter. Dear. I think the last time a striker scored a goal, I think it was 16 games ago, and it was Joe Gelpart. The last time Fultz scored a goal. You know, unbelievable stat considering how many goals we've scored this season. Mm. Yeah, Michael, back to you. You were finishing your point now. No, no, yeah, I was just, uh, <laughs> I was going off what he said with the uh, the goals coming from all over the pitch. Um, as far as the game went, yeah, it was superb. Um, I think everyone has already covered what they said. We were completely in control. I don't think they turned up at all. Obviously, they've got a lot going on behind the scenes at um, Chef Wed, but you can only blame that for so much. Um and Diaby didn't have concussion. He got knocked clean out by his own player. <laughs> he was gone. He was unconscious before he hit the grass. So, yeah. But, yeah, it was a brilliant game. Um, and it was just driving us forward, all, building confidence in all our players. Mm, I mean, the starting lineup, he brought uh, Patrick Roberts back into the side. And that first half display on that right-hand side, with all. it felt like, obviously, they doubled up on him more which was absolutely pointless it gave Clark you know the freedom on the left to um, exploit the channels cut in and get his shots away but even with Clark doubled up on that pass from Bellingham and the first touch to bring it down even the most of the Hillsborough crowd were applauding yeah. that moment weren't they? <laughs> Michael that was towards you man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just talking generally to the room, yeah. No, um, I, I love the fact that Roberts started. Um, I, I like Barr, but that's going to be a massive battle, I think, for the rest of the season. Who's going to start between Barr and Roberts on that side? Mm. Um, but it's nice to have that depth as well. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, confidence thriving um, across the squad at this moment in time. And Jack's second half... We looked like we ran out of steam a little bit, but then again, we wanted to give as much minutes as we could to some of the players who have not been starting recently, including a deal. Is it Ashish, which how they pronounced it on Sky, I believe, yesterday? Uh, Abdullah also Rushin as well. How would you, um, what's your first impressions from performances you've seen from them at this moment in time? I like the look of um, a sheesh or a weesh or, you know, I think I pronounced it differently every time I've said it on the channel. Oh, yeah, Dale, Dave, John, whatever you want to call him. You, everyone knows who I'm talking about. I like the look of him. Um, he's shown some really good touches. He, he's got, uh, he's quite quick um, and he gets forward and he, he's very comfortable on the ball. And then anybody in our team now, the way that we play, needs to be comfortable on the ball. He doesn't look like he's scared to take on players. He looks like a really good talent. It's early days, but he looks like somebody who, very quickly he'll be threatening the first team, I think. Um, so I'm I'm pleased with him. Um, Rushin, again, not seen a great deal of him, mainly from the reserves, but I think he, he's one to watch as well. I, I'm excited to see how he how he plays. Who was the other one you said, Jacob? Sorry, who was the other one of the three? Um, obviously, they were the main two, but also 
still got some minutes as well towards the end, but we didn't really see too much of him and Semedo. Yeah, I'm not, not seeing not too much of him. He came on yesterday. Yeah, not seeing too much of him. I'll sort of reserve my judgment on him. Um, I, I, you you said ran out of steam. I'm not sure we did, to be fair, Jake. Well, I think we took our foot off the gas. I think we knew the game was won, and I really think we sort of we relaxed a little bit. And I, no disrespect to Sheffield Wednesday, but we, we, we're rarely going to have a comfortable evening like that, particularly not away from home. And I just really think we, we got in position to win the game, particularly when the third went in. They Sheffield Wednesday didn't look bothered. If I was a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I'd be really disappointed with their performance because they looked like they gave up after 10 minutes when the second went in. There was a negative atmosphere in the crowd against them. Obviously, they have trouble with the owner and the bottom of the league. And a lot of them left, believe it or not. I've seen it at the stadium and I put a lot of them left after 15 minutes. There was quite a few empty seats going within 15 or 20 minutes. So really, I think we knew the game was won. And I think we, we I think Mowbray probably told them at half time, you know what I mean? Look, don't go too daft in the second half. You've got Watford on Wednesday. You've got the Borough next week. Keep your energy. And I think we really just kept the ball. And yeah, Patterson had a couple of saves to make. You know, it would have been disappointing if we'd given away a clean sheet, but but we didn't. And really, I think it was just a case of we were in control. It would have been nice to rack up a 4-0 or a 5-0. It would have looked better on the headlines, but I don't think any Sunderland fan was bothered, really. We'd come out saying, yeah, happy with that. Move on to the next one. So, yeah, pleasing all around. Yeah, you can't complain. Can't complain at all. Who would who would you say your standout performers um, from Friday night, Jack? Um, well, the two we've already mentioned that the wide lads, obviously Clark and Roberts, I thought had a good game. I thought Burstow was a lot better as well. I thought not just the fact he won the penalty, I thought the fact that he, he got involved a little bit more. He was backing into defenders. He held the ball up a little bit better. He come deep when he needed to. He, he dropped off. He ran in behind. He did everything. And you know, I've said it a few times. I would really love to see him score. I really think if he gets one or two, you know what I mean, he'll he'll thrive off that. Um, so yeah, we were good at the back. Obviously, we kept the clean sheet and Dan Ballard got the score sheet. So he's maybe one to mention. Um, so yeah, there were a few standout players, but I would probably give it to Clark again. He scored two and he was a constant threat. So yeah, for Sheffield, I would probably say Clark edged it, but there were a few. We played we played pretty well. Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And also uh, with the latest comment uh, Trevor Dudden has put in, um, it was Burstow. We've actually um, he made the pass uh, to Clark, uh, not Bellingham for the second goal. And for me, obviously Clark. It was an easy night for him, to be honest, but I want to give a massive shout out to Burstow with that performance. You know, terrific up front. I know in this team, um, as a striker, normally our main threat right now is coming from the runners in behind. But yeah, he, he did a lot of work off the ball as well, Burstow on Friday evening. You know, a terrific display. And I think judging by the striker performances from what we've seen so far he's the man um to lead the line and it will be the case going into borough on saturday and obviously was the case when we played watford yesterday evening you know terrific display um with all the creativity uh towards uh clark and roberts when he's dropping in deeper wayne um friday evening against sheffield who are your star performers um well, I think Burstow, like you said, had his, his best game by far. Um, he looked a lot more confident. He was bringing people into play, linking the play up. And he, like you say, he sprayed them two balls out to the left for Clark's goal. And that, that bit for Roberts, like you touched on. But for me, you know, Jack Clark's going to get all the plugs. But I thought Dan Neil is just getting better with every He's game. my player of the season so far. I think he was outstanding. He, he seems to be, he's just took it upon himself. He's getting on the ball now. He, he always looking forward. And the way he wriggles out with trouble, it's just it's great to see you can see why these big teams are now you know sniffing around them. So for me, although you could have given it up to three or four, for me, Dan Neil I thought was outstanding again. 
Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mate. Uh, and finally, over over to you, Michael. Um, Friday night, brilliant display. Uh, a lot of star performers, but who was your key man? Um, I'll go with Wayne with Dan Neal, but it's closely alongside Patrick Roberts. I think he did. Really, he does what he does best. I opened up the play, getting that ball across, um, and and just completely dominates when he takes players on down that side. And I think Dan Neal, even though we've gone to that 4-1, 4-1, is really, you think, you thought he'd miss Equa at his side more, but he's not. He's really come into that. You know, that first game where we went into this formation, he looked a bit, it looked a bit like, oh, they're getting through a bit here. But he's he's playing it really well and he's doing a cracking job there. Mm, yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, we now move on to... Um last night's 2-0 win over Watford at the Stadium of Light. But before we um, go deeper on the performance and the victory, uh, Michael, what is the live chat currently saying at this moment? Uh, we've not had much through on. We've just... Uh, Justin Eppley says Danny Van Ballard. Um, <laughs> David Wilson, good evening, chaps. Brilliant performance. Robin Hood says yo. Um, you read out Trevor Duddins before, Jacob. And Emma says Roberts for me on Friday. Yeah, and also uh, good to mention Emma on the chat tonight, uh, considering um, her Ben and Luke O'Neill led the team out yesterday evening at the Stadium of Light, which must have been brilliant for Emma to see. Um, on to the performance um, against Watford. Sorry, I should say w Watford it was um, at the Stadium of Light yesterday evening, not Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, correction on my behalf there. 2-0 um, victory, uh, goals, a cracking strike for Niall Hoggins um, outside of the foot beating about three men um, on his journey into the box, in off the crossbar, brilliant finish. And then a header at the back post, second half from Abdullah Bar. Wayne, once again, a bit like Sheffield Wednesday, another controlled performance. It, for me, you know, it, it didn't look like we needed to get out of second gear yesterday evening. I think Watford provided very little threat in the final third. And when we needed to take advantage, um, we did. And obviously we took a risk by... Well, we took risks, Niall Huggins, not often. Uh, we see one of our fullbacks, well, Dennis Serkin, when he's fit, doing that charging into the box and scoring brilliant goals. But yeah, it shows now there's more sides to his game with Niall Huggins. I, I mean, he's, he's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't he? I mean, he's had a tough time with injury since he came. He, he's getting better and getting better every time he plays. And I thought switching him to right back last night was a... Masterstroke by Tony Mowbray. You know, he, he looks look a lot more comfortable down that right hand side when he's not having to cut put in from on the like from the left hand side. But I thought we were we were poor first half last night. I thought even though we dominated most of the ball, I just thought we it was the game was heading the same way as Cardiff. I thought we were starting to run out of ideas, we're starting to think, slow the player down. Do you think that was due to tiredness, do you reckon? A little bit Possibly. it could have been, but I just think if in them types of games, when we don't score early, we then tend to like you know say we run out of ideas, and it was a lot of side to side. And the goal actually came by you know we we'll give it to Huggins, and you ran at their defence and just ran at them, and they panicked them. When we were playing in front of them and side to side, we might get behind them. We struggled, and I was the, the goal came at the right time because if it had gone in nearly at half time, then you know we could have been facing a similar type of game to Cardiff, but um. Was a great goal by Huggins, like you know, well, yeah. very well taken. Um, and like I say, he looks he looks a lot more confident. But we did look a little bit leggy, possibly a bit a bit of tiredness from uh, from Friday night. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, free put, you can only beat what's in front of you at the end of the day. I mean, Watford were poor in the final third, but obviously we took advantage when we got into their final third and got the job done. Jack, last night, obviously there was a change um, in the midfield area. Abdullah Bar coming back into the side, replacing Alex Pritchard. Would you say that's a worry, considering we've got a big game um, against Borough coming up? Um, on Saturday and the experience of Pritchard, considering he's a standout performer in big games. Uh, and yeah, it looks like he's touch and go for Saturday now. Um, but rating Abdullah's performance, um, w- which was pretty decent, I felt, would you say uh, the performance overshadowed um, Pritchard's injury? Well, when I heard he was injured, I was a bit disappointed because I think Pritchard is probably the best at, you know, getting us going when we need to get going. You know what I mean? When he gets on the ball, he's sort of, he's not only an intelligent player telling others where to go, he sort of gets us going when it's a bit flat and we're not creating much. I think Pritchard sometimes they want to, to speed up the play and, and, and then you find that, you know, the players start moving and things start happening. So I thought we might struggle a little bit, but I thought Bach came in and did really, really well. He was involved. He put himself about and obviously he popped up with a goal. His end product's much, much better now. The more he's playing, he seems to be getting, you know, getting it right in the final third, which is always my question mark over him, because I think he's got the athleticism, he's got the he's got the the ability, but I thought he, he, sometimes his end product was a little bit sloppy and not quite there. You, you know, you could argue he's a little bit raw, but the more minutes he's getting, the better he, he's improving that, you know, and he's, he's, he's starting to get on the end of things and, you know, he's becoming a better player. And that's why he's threatened Patrick Roberts, really, isn't it? Because if you'd said that last season, or... Bar's going to be playing next season ahead of Patrick Roberts. People would have said, nah, no chance, Patrick Roberts number one. But really, his performances and he's developed that well that he it is a genuine, you know, people there's some people on the chat and out there might prefer Bar the way that he's playing at the minute to Patrick Roberts on that right hand side. And also he can play behind the striker. So yeah, he's got options, but uh, I thought last night, I just thought it was a bit we were a bit flat. It was a bit boring, mm. do you know what I mean? There wasn't much happening in the game. Um Watford were content to just probably take a point, as a lot of teams are at the stadium. Like, it's probably a, it's probably uh, a good it's it's a, it's given us praise do you know what I mean it's a, it's a compliment if anything that you know teams are playing like that because they're realising how threatening we are which is why we've been better recently away from home lots of space getting in behind and creating chances so when teams come like that it is going to we are going to have to find a way to win the game but we did that last night I agree completely with what Wayne said the goal came at a perfect time you know if we go into that nil-nil the groans around the crowd start and you, you might be heading towards another Cardiff but we score bang on half time and it changes the whole complexion of the game we can relax a little bit more. I still like. I still would have liked the second, but uh, you know when we got the second, it was it was pretty much game over. But I said I was saying to the people around me, this has got a scruffy one nil either way, you know, or you know, got written all over that. And I just hope it was us, not like you know, it was Cardiff the opposition. But um, yeah, it wasn't the best of games, but we got the job done. We were in control, saved a little bit of energy, and uh, yeah, happy days all around. Yeah, I mean, Jack Wayne mentioned there the first half. At times, you know, even before we scored the goal, we did look a bit leggy. Do you reckon the change, if you notice, obviously Patrick Roberts, he played more as like a number 10 last night and then Abdullah Bar went to the right-hand side. Do you reckon it should have remained the same as it was against Sheffield Wednesday or do you reckon it was Pritchard's injury that forced Mowbray to make that tactical switch? I think it was. I think it was the injury probably forced his hand a little bit. You know what I mean? It was a good thing from Tony's perspective that he's got options because he probably would have liked to play all three of them, play Pritchard, Roberts, and Ball in the same team. But you know, it's, it's not always possible. But with Pritchard being injured, it, it gives him a chance to put Roberts and Bar together. 
um, and they can swap. Do you know what I mean? Bart can play behind the striker and Roberts right, or as 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 he chose last night, Roberts behind the striker and Bar right. So I think it was the injury that forced it. <laughs> Excuse me, but they both had pretty good games. I felt, you know what I mean. P- Roberts wasn't as involved and didn't didn't do as much as he did against Sheffield Wednesday. But I both thought that I thought they both gave it a pretty good game, and uh, yeah, they were they were they were a threat in. Without being too outstanding, they did enough to to get to get the win to to help get the win. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. Michael, um, before we come on to you, um, reviewing last night's win, um, comments on the live chat. What are they currently saying? Yeah, uh, Robin Hood asked, "Did anyone think there's a chance we'll go two at the top versus Borough? Uh, will it be a, the status quo?" It's a no from Wayne. <laughs> I think he'll go with the status quo as well, to be honest. Uh, Les Palmas Mackham says, oh, nine showing his dark arts again last night. One minute left to play in the first half. When Watford attacked, he went down as though he'd been shot. Raises from the dead to run out to the second half. That's not dark arts to me. That's just a s- smart player. Marianne <laughs> <laughs> um, Ma- and Carl Taylor. Hi, guys. Great win, not too good performance. Think we were sloppy in possession. Worst I've seen this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got the points against the top end team that must have punished us. Um, alt ending Roberts did a decent job at 10 despite his natural position. Baba Boo says, um, Jimmy Two Chews. Finally. Emma says, first 20 minutes thought it was Cardiff again, uh, similar to yourself. Uh, mm, thought Roberts was uh, Frankie MC. Mm, thought Roberts was quite first half for sure. A lot of our good players were sloppy at the time, um, but sometimes if you're not in our game, you can still win. See, see you to us, SAFC three 0 against Borough. <laughs> can we, can we, can we like have like one line comments, guys? Not right. I'm like, <laughs> I can't be glasses. <laughs> it's practicing when I do the commentating, I suppose. Um, yeah, for me, the actual game, um, Huggins was a standout player, even without the goal. Um, getting back, getting back, his, his pace to get back, his awareness. He's just come on so much. He doesn't look like a kid on the pitch. I know he's 22, so he's not a kid. But before, like, it's five, six games ago, you think, oh, what's he throwing him in for? But now he just looks like he's got some experience behind him. He's got some knowledge behind him. And I think he's a solid part of that defence now. He was man of the match for that game for me. 22 is definitely not young, not young in our team. It's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's young to me. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Um Mike, also, you mentioned in the comments there, Luke 09, there was a stat I read today. That's the most successful amount of passes he's made in any league game of his career. That Yeah, yeah he's just developed into this commanding centre-back at this moment in time and also a captain and a leader. As yeah, well. and do you know what? In every single game, he seems a, a, a hair, a whisker away from getting man of the match. Um, and he seems to lose out to goals and performances that way, but he, he's consistent. He's absolutely consistent. I rate him completely. Yeah, Luke 09, uh, brilliant once again. You know, you can't... I mean, there was talk of him potentially being dropped after those defeats against um, Ipswich and Preston at the start of the season, but the players respond to Luke 09 being on that pitch and... 
you know, if for such an important game coming up on Saturday, it's players like him that, well, things like that that can bring the best out of players. And I think Luca Nine, he'll thrive upon that opportunity. I think he's learned his lesson from last season, being a bit too hot-headed. The Swansea game, for example, when he got sent off in the first 20 minutes. But this season, for me, he's come out a completely new player and a better player as well. Wayne, you wanted him. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I think that's the reason why he's in the team. I think we've, we've all said when when we're defending set pieces against big centre forwards, that's going to be where he gets caught out. But in them types of games last night, his energy and, and bringing the ball out from the back is why he's in the side. And I think that's that's why he, he, he'll stay on the side. Tony Morby likes that. You've got Ballard, who's solid defender alongside him. And oh, nine's the one who plays them little short passes and can bring the ball out with defence. I mean, I think last night he went, he went on a 60, 70 yard run, didn't he? That that's mm. what he and that's that's what he brings to the team. So I just think that that's why he's in the side. I think Tony Moby is willing to risk that aerial ability for for corners and free kicks and what have you to, to compensate for that. What he brings to the overall the overall side of the, that side of the game. Absolutely, our fellow channel member Emma's given Luke Nine man of the match for his performance yesterday evening. But Wayne, who would you class as your star man from last night's performance? I'd probably agree with Mike. I think Niall Huggins, I thought last night was outstanding. I think he was the one trying to trying to make things happen, trying to inject a bit of urgency. Um, obviously gets the goal as well. But I also thought Abdullah, Abdullah Bar as well did really, really well. Um, he was trying to get on the ball, trying to make things happen as well. Got his goal, which he took really, really well to get up above the goalkeeper. And even 80-odd minutes, he was still running about. So for me, I would say... Um, Niall Huggins but ran a very close second by Abdullah Bar but not Luke or Nine had a great game as well so it could have been any of those three but I'm going to give it to Niall Huggins just for his outstanding goal and his energy throughout Yeah, Niall Huggins um, yeah for me man of the match as well brilliant goal will definitely be on the goal of goal of the season contender uh, come May next year Jack um, star performer from last night's game against Watford mate yeah, I would agree. I think Huggins had a really good game. He was good defensively, obviously brilliant attacking. He turned into, as someone mentioned on the chat, Lionel Messi, uh, <laughs> which is Finnish. Um, and I think, you know, from someone who's had a tough time at Sunderland, you've got to give him credit because of he hasn't been playing a lot. He's been injured. He's had a lot of contend with. So you've got to give him credit to the attitude he's shown, that he's come back in, he's, getting, he's had a chance. He's had a sniff of an opportunity and he's grasping at the minute. Do you know what I mean? I mean, who would have thought, similar to similar to Bar with Roberts at a certain extent, you know, someone has said Serkin's in, you know, you would have struggled. But Huggins has come in and I was a bit unsure. I thought, oh, but he's been fantastic. He's been absolutely brilliant. And if he keeps keeps playing like that, you know what I mean? And it, it, this, is, this is what we mentioned earlier on in the, when we did the earlier um, earlier, earlier um, podcasts earlier in the season when we said we've got squad depth now, do you know what I mean? And this is exactly what we're talking about. If a player does get injured, we've got players now to slot in that you, you can see regularly challenging them and, and almost making the position their own. And that's when you start and turn from a team that's had a good season to a team that's genuinely challenging to get out of the league. And it, we're getting there, do you know what I mean? With the squad depth we've got, if we continue to make good, savvy signings like that, then, you know, we need to get in there. Just a, a word on Luke 9 just, I know I'm hogging it a bit, but word on Luke 9 I've gone full circle on him. I used to be very critical of him. I thought he was, I thought he, he was a bit hot-headed. I thought he was, you know, more hassle than he was worth a lot of the time. But he's he's been excellent this season. I can't fault the lad. His attitude's been brilliant. 
And the way he was bringing the ball out with defence last night, I mean, I mean, we were talking about a defensive midfielder. If he keeps doing that, he can do two positions. It can be a centre centre midfielder and a defensive midfielder because he can sort of bring the ball out and protect the back four and then get back in the back four as well if, if he keeps playing like that. So he's, he was excellent. Um, and I've, like I say, I've, I've been critical of him in the past, but you've got to give him praise where he's due and he has been absolutely consistent. And there's a reason he's played something like, is it close to 200 games for us or something like that? So, yeah, yeah you know, he's a fantastic bit of business. We only paid, I think, a few hundred thousand. So, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic from Luke Onan, considering the journey he's been on. It, was, it, it wasn't it was all smooth at the start. I remember his debut um, at home to Charlton in League One. He got substituted after 45 minutes. And it's just his, his whole, you know, determination to build himself into this uh, brilliant warrior of a player. Um, and leader of a player he is today, uh, which means so much um, to this fan base. And yeah, the, 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 there was a comment mentioned on the live chat a few minutes ago. They reckon he'll be here for the foreseeable future, um, right up until he retires. And, I, and you know what? I couldn't agree more, to be honest. He absolutely loves this club through thick and thin. Mike, um, your man of the match against Watford yesterday evening, mate. Huggins. Simple. <laughs> I said it before we even started this bit, Huggins. So I'll use my time for two other things that I was going to interject with. Um, Luke or nine, I don't know if it's just him, but this is the best I've seen. When you watch the team not on the pitch, like all the behind the scenes stuff, the camaraderie and people enjoying being at the club and the football is brilliant at the moment. don't know if that's all down to the captain, but it's obviously going to help. So I think the, the lads themselves are enjoying the atmosphere and that's brilliant to see. And another one, I just want to quickly ask, has anybody got the stats of how high Barr jumped? I was, I was, I'd be curious to know because for a small guy, he seemed to levitate. <laughs> he must have sneaked a trampoline on the pitch, did he? I, don't think I, I was thinking them moon shoes from the 90s with the springs. In. <laughs> but yeah. Just for the goal, he did it quite a few times, winning balls against their defence all, all game he was doing so. Yeah, he puts himself out. He's yeah, he's becoming a great player. He's definitely becoming a wonderful player. Um, he's I think he was missing that confidence and that experience playing um a full game, but he's getting that now, and you can see it clearly. Um, the uh, we're currently on. Can I just mention we're currently on forty-one likes. Um, so if anyone's not already, can you smash the like button? If you're watching on mobile, just close the chat, press like, and then open the chat again. Yeah. And also thanks to the over 100 people watching this evening, which is absolutely brilliant to see um, audiences from far and wide. I remember being in the pub um, on Friday uh, watching the Sheffield Wednesday game. Um, one particular fan mentioned we've got a particular big fan of the channel who watches all the way from Japan, which is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant absolutely fantastic. And obviously brilliant to see um, as well. And also he subscribed. So if you haven't subscribed, if you are watching tonight, hit the big red button. Um, it means so much uh, to the people who put the work into this channel. Uh, before we go on to the Weir Tees Derby, um, as it's called, um, at 12.30 on Saturday, the preview of the Weir Tees Derby at the Stadium of Light. Michael, uh, what is going on in the live chat? Chaos. Pure chaos. Um, we'll pick up from all nine should be here for 20 years, which I think you briefly mentioned. That was Jimmy Two Shoes. He said he's going to be our next Kevin Ball, which I think he's quite accurate with that. If you cut him, he'll probably bleed red and white. So, um, Mickey Mack loved the surfing Bradley Lowry flag banner last night. Well done, guys, in the Roker end. Um, and also, 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 I should say, you know, um, the money raised, particularly this week, I know it was. 
unfortunate the events that led to it, but something's good. Something good has come out of it. The money raised, Bradley Larry Foundation as well. So yeah, round of applause for that. Yeah. yeah. Do we know what that got to? It was at twenty grand last time I saw. Yeah, it was Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> donation towards it as well, didn't they? I think it was just was a twenty grand last time I seen it. Mm. Oh, rising faster. That's brilliant. Yeah, excellent. Superb all around. Um, you can see the support with that, um, with the Bradley Lowry thing um, via even our channel, the TikTok channel. Um, just seeing the comments from other fans, even Newcastle fans, in support of it. It's great to see everyone come together. Uh, so, Las Palmas Mackham only conceded four goals in the last eight matches. Uh, we've probably not been able to say that for quite a while, um, to be fair. Uh, RWA Productions, evening folks. Uh, Las Palmas Macken again. The video on YouTube where he talks about mental health and coaching the younger squads was amazing. Well worth a watch. I hope I've not seen that. Uh, lads, could you imagine a tiny and weird derby in the Champions League in a few years? I will. Same. <laughs> we'll have to imagine it because it's not happening. So we'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Gotta have ambition. Gotta have ambition. Uh, my man of the match was Huggins last night, not just for his goals, but his performance was superb. Um, uh, yep, yeah, like Jack. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious for that, Mike. I really appreciate it. So, um, Saturday, Stadium of Light. Oh, Wayne, you wanted him. I was just going to ask a quick question. What was your thoughts on, on the referee last night? Because I thought it was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shocking. Yeah, oh. There was some particular second half. There's some of the 50-50s, which you've seen better refereeing on Sunday morning. On a, I was, I mean, he, he got the red card right, put it that way. But yeah, other than that. I was just going to say, has anyone got his number for Sunday in case the ref cancels? So I was just going to ask that. Thought, do you know what I thought, though? I thought he was really, really strange because the, the, the instances where I thought he should have let the game go and let the game flow, he was pulling back. And then there was blatant yellow card fouls and he was just letting, letting it go. You know what I mean? There was absolutely no consistency whatsoever. I was just like, he was pulling stuff back and then like giving, letting blatant fouls go literally five and ten seconds later. And you're like, Where, where's your head at? I mean, he yeah. got the red card, right? That was about as good as it got. But, but I think we, we should have had a bit more protection because I don't know how many times Bellingham was fouled in the first 20 minutes. Did any did anyone say how many times he was he was fouled? He was just keep getting tripped over and over. There, and there was one game. particular where it was like, I think we were, we were on the verge of, you know, starting a counter. It was Lincoln play between him and Roberts. He just got flattened to the yeah. floor and broke away with the ball. Like, what in, are in, you in, 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 in a young team like us that plays attacking football and gets it on the on the ground and plays at a high tempo, that's where you need referees. You need your referee to protect your players and dish out early yellow cards and it stops that happening. And unfortunately, it led to a, what could have been a really dangerous tackle. So really, I mean, yeah, what for the physical? You could argue they were dirty. I would probably go along with that. I thought they were quite dirty. But that's where the referee takes his... You know, that's where the, you've got to lay a little bit of blame at the referee because he should really... Be the one that stamps that out and gets a grip of the game early on. And I felt particularly on Bellingham, he was getting fouled and kicked, and the referee was just not even now and again blown for a foul. And he's partly to blame for, for that red card, really, in the end, because he let it go for so long. Yeah. I mean, refereeing performances in this country right now, even with VAR, I mean, we, we, you guys, Wayne, obviously, and comrades, they touched on this on a brilliant episode um, of the Extra Pod. Go and check that out. I think it was. Two episodes ago, you mentioned this about how 
um it should be improved in this country right now but obviously that's um that will be on the extra pod that that topic of conversation looks like a few times over the course of the season and then, and then, then after we sport about it then we had the events at liverpool <laughs> the following week that was before it was it before was it before yeah but the, the episode he did was before and then what followed was probably yeah. the symbolic decision of the season <laughs> I they can scrap VAR for me. I'm afraid I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not just spoiling the game. Just, just be grateful we're in a league without it. At this moment. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Now, anyway, yeah. Uh, but I mean, we don't know how what future is going to hold for it. I mean, there's been talk that they want to scrap it completely after the diabolical circumstances of the Liverpool game at the weekend. But only time will tell. So on to Saturday's game at the Stadium of Light. Um, Middlesbrough in town, uh, the Middles, Middlesbrough team who are coming into into this one on a little bit of form, let's put it that way. They've won their last three games. Um, a 2-0 win for Cardiff was their last outing um, on Tuesday evening, a 3-2 win at Watford as well. Um, but also they beat um, Southampton the previous week as well. That was their first win of the season. Um, difficult start for Borough this season, considering they lost their star man of last year in Tuba Akpom, who left to go and join Ajax. And yeah, it's it's a lot of goals taken out of that Borough side, but they've still got creativity in behind. But it's just a team that's lacked a little bit of confidence from the start of the season. But Michael Carrick, since he took the job at the start of the year, has, has made them a threat. And, you know, this could be the start of um, a decent run that they go on, but it's up to us to stop it. Wayne, what's your thoughts going into Saturday's game against Borough and do you think Mowbray, I know we've said this the last two or three games, will it be time for Mowbray to refresh in some legs a bit? I think it'll all depend on, on who's fit and you know who's available. I'm, I'm guessing there'll be a few and bodies in there a day after, after last night, you know, that then weather conditions and the, and the wet pitch and what have you, but I think if everybody's fit, He'd probably go with the same team. I mean, I'd probably make one change. I'd like to see Oshish come in for probably Roberts. As much as I like, like Roberts, I just in that number 10 role, he's not as effective as he is on the right-hand side. And I think Barr will probably keep his place. So I'd like to see Oshish come in. But it, I think it might actually, although they're in form, I think that might work in our favour. You know, if they were if they were struggling, they might have come here and put 10 behind the ball and, and did a, try to do a card for what Watford did last night. But I think because they're, they're in they're in a bit of form now. Carrick's not one for sitting back anyway, and I think they, they might come and have a bit of a go, which will, will, will play in our hands. I think it was a similar type of scenario as last season. When they came, they were they won a good run and we beat them 2 0. So it might be the same type of game. If they come and attack us, I think it plays in our hands. So I'm I'm quite confident. Mm, we'll come on to score predictions a little bit later, but also uh, former Sunderland lads, Paddy McNair and Sam Greenwood. I know Sam Greenwood never really uh, made a significant, never really made a contribution at all to the first team, but he was labelled as a, a key player. Uh, we let go and never really got given a chance. He'll be wanting to prove a point on Saturday. In terms of how Borough have been um, the last few games, Wayne, would you say that we need to just be a little bit more wary considering our last two opponents have not been um, the quality um, expected considering where they are in, in the league right now. Well, if they've got quality players, I, I would, you know, have they got more quality than, than the last two home games in Cardiff and, and Watford? Probably have. And if, if we are sloppy, like we were in times last night, we might get punished. So 
now you're probably right. We're probably going to have to be a little bit more wary, but I, I don't think we should fear them. You know, like you said, they've, they've lost their bigger players in, in APCOM last season. I think they lost Ryan Giles and, and Cameron Archer were on loan. They've lost them as well. So I'm not quite sure who they've replaced them with. But I, I know they've been struggling for goals up until the last few games. Um, mm. I think we just if we just play our natural game and, and let, let them worry about us, really. Yeah, I mean, was it Isaiah Jones that they've got in their side? Yeah. A talented winger. Um, he can cause a handful for any fullback in this division when he's on his game. Riley McGree, um, also an effective player in the final third for them as well. But, you know, with the way how our back line involving Hume, Huggins and our centre-backs with Ballard and 9 I've got confidence we'll be able to keep them out. But, yeah, we've got to be on it for 90 minutes like we've been the last two games. Yeah, Jack, going into this one, Middlesbrough, um, Obviously, they're going into like they did uh, last season, going into this one on a little bit of form. How would you uh, rate um, just Middlesbrough in general um, for their last few performances, and what do we do? We need to stick to the same game plan in order to stop them on Saturday. Well, I think that we're never going to stay at the bottom of the league. I mean, we're, we're looking at Middlesbrough squad. I, I Ray Carrick is a manager. I think he's, he's. I think he's going to go on to bigger things. To be fair, I think he's got Premier League management in him um, and you look at Middlesbrough squad that's not a squad that was going to be in the bottom four bottom six very long in my opinion they're a pretty decent team um, are they going to be up there with us in the playoffs at the end of the year possibly possibly they were last season weren't they they got beat by got beaten by Coventry we got beaten by Luton so we're the two beaten playoff semi-finalists so um, but I don't think they're ever going to be there long it tells me that you know, something wasn't quite working maybe it was confidence maybe it was just a bit of bit of you know bad form who knows um, and you know they have started to pick up Sod's Law before us a few weeks before us to start to pick up and start to win a few games they've won three on the spin in the league and actually four on the spin if you count the league cup game that they won against Bradford so they picked up a little bit of form but I agree with what Wayne says I think they'll come at it and probably want to attack they want to play football they'll be a bit more cautious than we will but that probably plays into our hands an open game uh, quick game you know that we you know we get the crowd behind us and if there's plenty of space when they come with you know the quick switch over as we do, there's no reason why we can't, you know, get Jack Clark in behind and either bar Roberts on the other side and push them back a little bit. Um, so there's definitely chances we can create. Obviously, we have to be a little bit wary because the last two home games, Cardiff didn't threaten even though they beaten us, uh, and Watford didn't threaten at all. And if you add Sheffield Wednesday into that, yeah, we've kept clean sheets, but we haven't really been threatened. And I think Middlesbrough will create chances and will cause us problems. So we're going to have to be maybe a little bit more cautious at the back while still retaining that attack and fluidity when we're going forward. Now, that's hard. That's easy to say and hard to do. So I think it'll be a tougher game. It'll be a really tough game, but nothing to be worried about. You know what I mean? They'll probably be more scared of us than we will of them. Should be mm. close to a, a capacity crowd. I think we've got 45 or 46,000 tickets. 45. Sold. Zone yeah, yeah. So 2,000 tickets left, I've heard. Yeah, I saw the tweet earlier on. There's not many left. So if, if anybody's thinking of going, then get yourself there and get behind us. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because at the end of the day, we're in a pretty strong position. And if we play, if we played well and we, we got beat, it's not the end of the world, is it? Do you know what I mean? Because we put ourselves in a pretty good position. And I think, like Wayne says, we've got nothing to worry about. Go out and attack play the game and we're more than likely going to get a, a positive result at least at least a draw probably a win yeah and also a thing to note they um they don't have uh their goalkeeper they had their uh, mm. last season Zach Stefan as well he left in the summer um they've replaced him with uh Seni Dieng I believe he's their number yeah. one that's the one who scored against us for QBR wasn't it 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a proper throwback, that one. Um, don't remind me of that at all. That <laughs> <laughs> stays at the stadium of like last season. Um, yeah, Michael, um, as you've done brilliantly tonight, before we come on to you for the Middlesbrough pre- preview, what is the live chat currently saying? Uh, uh, well, now Jack, stop interrupting the live chat. I can read some of them out. <laughs> um, so we'll go straight on to the ones, the comments regarding Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough have never won a fourth game on the bounce since January 2022. We don't like stats like that. No, because <laughs> no. we break them. <laughs> uh, Ian's Barron's put a nice message there for Bradley Lowry uh, from a Darlington fan. Um, everyone can read that for themselves. Um, I don't think we'll get automatics this season, RWA says. Uh, Mickey Max says, Trevor Dudden, at least he didn't get sent off like Bergovic, the QPR goalie. He did the touch the player either. He didn't touch the player either. Sorry. Um, RDA, I think we'll get automatic promotion. I think we will get automatic promotion this season. And I'm feeling confident 19 points from our opening games. Uh, did he not just say that? Yeah. Maybe... <laughs> yeah. I'm say Sharp changed his mind. Unless... <laughs> then no wonder I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, only 2,000 tickets remaining for a sellout. Uh, yeah. Um, and regarding Middlesbrough, yeah, we can't take that lightly at all. Uh, people are looking at the position in the um, in the league, but they've won the last three. Um, again, good manager, um, good side, good players. They might have just took that time to gel, and that's why they've had a bad start to the season. We've done it ourselves. Um, so we've got to go into that as if it's a derby. It's not a derby. But as if it's a derby. I'm not going to say as much as you did. I couldn't tongue twist as much as you did with it, but definitely. <laughs> uh, we've got to go into it with that mentality and really um, fight, and especially at home. Um, I think Middlesbrough won't sit like Cardiff, which could go to our benefit, as somebody said. Um, I think they'll come at us, which could be good. So it's going to be this is the probably the one game in the last six or seven that i'm probably going to be nervous about mm. that's my honesty only because of what what it means yeah more more for borough's sake than ours yeah but it's simple i think if we win we jump above preston don't we and go within three points of the automatics with ips i know ipswich and leicester have still got to play but yeah a key position um, to get ourselves in going into the international break. So we're going to come on to score predictions now. And do you think there'll be any tactical switches going into the game on Saturday? Wayne, we're going to start with you. Um, I don't think there'll be any any major tactical switch. I think so we'll probably keep the same team. If everybody's fit, uh, Huggins will probably continue in that right-back area, which I think he's more suited to. Me personally, I, I would I would like to see us play a little bit more quicker and a little bit more direct. I, think I mentioned it on the in the last the last show where Burstow seems to be wanting that ball over the top all the time, and he every time he's looking for it, but would, would just fail to play it, just to mix it up a little bit rather than keep on using Clark and Bar down the wings just to try something different and upset teams because that's what teams have expect us to do and um, try a ball over the top now and again and just see if it comes off. He's got the pace for to get him behind, so you know why not? Um, but I like like Spencer. I don't think we should go out there feeling them. And I think if we play our game, I think we'll win. And I'm going to go for a, a two-one win for, for us. Two-one win scorers. Um, I'm going to see a burst. I was going to get his first goal, 
and Jack Clark to continue his fine goal scoring form. Yeah, so first goal for Burstow and Jack Clark to continue his goal scoring form, well predicted by Wayne. Jack, on to you, mate. Uh, what do you reckon the outcome will be um, for Saturday's game against the Borough? Yeah, I think on the whole derby debate, it's not really a derby, is it? I don't, I don't personally hate Middlesbrough. I've got, I'm, I'm indifferent to them. Do you know what I mean? I don't have the the passion I've got for Middlesbrough as like I've got for Newcastle. But it does, it is a little, it, do, it adds a little bit of spice to the game, doesn't it? We, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to lose them. We've we've actually got a a decent record against them up here, but you know, down in Middlesbrough, we've got a terrible record. I think we've lost that last four in a row down there. Um, I would think the game will go in terms of the, the way that we play. I think I wouldn't change too much. Uh, we mentioned Oshushi Oishi. I don't think he'll play him. I think he'll probably go with pretty much a similar team. Um, I think, you know, at the minute, it, it's it's tough because we, we do look perhaps a little bit leggy, but no one will want the drop. No one will want the position taken, will they? Do you know what I mean? So everybody will probably not admit they're being tired, even though they probably are. Mobile will go around and go, are you tired or not? And they'll go, no. I'm fine, I'm tired, I'm ready to go. Just because we've got that squad depth now. <laughs> anybody, anybody that gets taken off, will will get his position snatched, won't he? So, um, yeah, I think. How did the game? How do I say the game one? I think it'll be really up. I think there'll be goals. I really do think there'll be goals. Um, I think they'll come at us, which, as we've already discussed, will be good for us. Um, I can't see us keeping the clean shakes. I, f- I fancy Middlesbrough to get one at least, but I think we'll have too much in the final third for them. So I'm going to go three two to Sunderland. Wow, three two goals, goals, Five goals. goals. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who are your goal scorers? Uh, I think I agree with it. I think Burstow will score. I think Clark will score. But I also think Patrick Roberts will, will get one as well. So that's my three. Burstow, Clark and Roberts. Goal for, you reckon Roberts winner? Yeah, possi- possibly might be 2-2. Two, two, and then Roberts comes off the bench and slots one in with five minutes to go. That'll do me. <laughs> Roberts dropping out for you then? Yeah, I think... <laughs> It's a difficult one because I think, you know, we've, we've got, as we've discussed, we've got a lot of options there, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? It all depends on fitness, but I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Oishi in there. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, as, lo- as long as we win, that's the main thing. <laughs> and, oh, wait. Robert as well, just to think on, he's just come back from a hamstring injury as well. So, you know, by, by playing them games in, in quick succession, might be a risk if I'm breaking down again. So, mm. another argument yeah. side of bringing Oishi in. To know Mowbray will also be looking at the fact though we we need this two break well this this week's break now more or less and it's one more game to go and will he regret resting key players for um, a big game against Borough I think my prediction he'll more or less keep it the same as what he's done the last two games if I'm honest um, I think if Pritchard was available I think he would have started him for the experience but the way how Bar performed on Tuesday night. I think he's got to keep his plate. Well, he'll have no choice. But I do like from what I saw from um, Ashish when he came on um, on Tuesday evening. By the way, that's how the Sky commentator pronounced it to him. So if it's not, then yeah, we'll, we'll eventually get it right someday. But if it's wrong at this moment in time, we deeply apologise. Um, yeah, Michael. Uh, um, for Saturday. Uh, yeah, so can we just? I'm gonna go 4 1. Oh, wow. Um, a win. I'm not gonna say who's gonna score each one, but I do think Trey Hume's gonna get one. That's Ooh. my prediction. Um, just because they're coming from all over the park recently and he has been getting himself forward, so that's where I see uh, one of the goals coming from. 
Uh, yeah. And um, can we please not have French Dave Ashish Ashushu? Can we not have him on? Because this is the first game that I'll be doing commentary for for this channel. <laughs> and if I have to try and say his name constantly, there's going to be issues. I'm going to need Just follow my deal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty much the same starting lineup um, as we went. And the only thing I would change, and said it last week, and it kind of, I don't, I think we need to start somebody else instead of Burstow. I see his confidence getting up. I see him as a good player. He holds it up really well. When he does get a shot off, he has got one or two shots off. It does look good. He looks like he's a good player, but I think he needs to be coming on for 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes and building up that time and that confidence. Um, so I would give one of the other lads a start for the first half at least. Mm, do you know Do you know who that will be from your prediction? From what I've seen, obviously it's limited. It'd be Rusin for me. Um, obviously with the amount of hours they've got under the belt, probably Samir is one of the more likely targets for to come on but um i'd say rusin for me mm, and looking at the live chat uh michael we've got some yeah predictions coming in if you'd like to read those out as well uh yeah well our resident darlow fan ian's in the house um he said it looks like jack's doing his shopping list um jack's already addressed that one um chris johnson says we'll beat burrow um i watched them the other night against cardiff they weren't Great shakes at all. Coburn looked more, nothing more than a League One cart horse. Um, Mowbray said that Pritchard is a is touch and f go for the weekend. Uh, David's predicting 1 1. Uh, RWA is predicting 2 1 to Sunderland. Uh, I will rest Burstow and bring in Rusin as well. Uh, Mickey Mack, I'm not betting on the lads winning. Don't want to jinx them. Great show, guys. Um, David Joblin, Sutherland 3, Middlesbrough nil. Uh, Justin Epperly, Roberts probably needs to come off for the bench and hasn't looked sharp as the start of the season yet. 3-1 from Bob Bass. And Justin says, I'll sheesh, Mike. I'll sheesh. French Dave, Justin. French Dave. French Dave. Can I, um, can I just say as well, one thing that I didn't mention earlier that frustrated us a little bit last night was our lack of getting shots away early. Did anyone oh, think we were overplaying a little bit, tip-topping yeah. around the edge of the area? Um, oh. I'm, all, I'm all for playing in the right area, but sometimes you just want to shake our players and just say, just have a shot. Have a shot. We're not going to get on your back if it goes wide or you, the keeper saves it. Just have a shot. Yeah. Because what's happened a few times, Clark's had one, it's deflected. And um, uh, Equar again, Southampton, the keeper yeah. sort of slipped over the line. Just sometimes have a frigging shot, for God's sake. It came, I mean, um, Roberts did the work and it came to Burstow in a place a striker, a striker, a striker, a striker would shoot instantly. But he tried to do a little back heel flick, tried to do too much. Yeah. It's like any striker on form, on confidence, a poacher would have just smacked that first time. And that like was the goal. It's like we're trying to work the perfect opportunity whereby somebody's right in front of goal is going to have a tap in. And you, you don't get that 90% of the time. You don't. You've got to shoot and fashion your own opportunity. So, sorry, little bit of a rant towards the end of the show. <laughs> fully agree. Fully agree. Jack Grant, classic Jack Grant. Um, my prediction, as I say most weeks, my favourite score prediction, 2-1 um, to us. Scorer-wise, undecided on one, but I reckon Abdullah Bar will continue his good run of form and get on the score sheet again on Saturday. 
Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching uh, tonight's show uh, live on SEFC Fan TV. Thank you also for uh, joining us on the live chat and putting in your fantastic comments this evening. Um, as we close tonight's show, uh, 96 people watching, 69 likes. We aim to get to 100. So if you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please do so. It'll be very much appreciated. And also hit the subscribe button as well. Um, Jack, um, farewell. Um, your classic farewell messages you give uh, most weeks on the show. Take it away. Yeah, well, if everybody's going to the game on Saturday, hopefully, you know, it's three points. If you're not, I always say, if you're not sure if you want to, if you're going or not, get yourself there. What else are you going to be doing? Uh, as long as you're not at work or anything. Um, and I always say thanks for watching the show because, again, we wouldn't have a show if nobody watched. So thank you for everybody for commenting. We'll just be four lads talking rubbish to ourselves if nobody watched. So thanks for thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, hopefully three points. I'll see you all later, lads and messes. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, Jack. Uh, Wayne, uh, would you like to say farewell to the audience this evening? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. Like Jack's just been saying there, we wouldn't have a channel with everybody watching. So um, greatly appreciated. Hit that subscribe, hit that like button in there. We'll see you again and enjoy the game of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, our fantastic uh, comments reader tonight, Michael, um, rounding off the show, um, if you'd like to give your farewell. Yep. Cheers for joining us, everyone. Um, and if you're not going to the game um, and you're not watching it anywhere else, come watch me trip over my own words on this channel for doing a commentary for the first time. That should be entertaining <laughs> in itself. <laughs> well, I'll be dipping in and out of it, mate. I will, I'll be at the game myself on Saturday, coming up from London. Um, six o'clock start for me, getting picked up. Driving all the way for a 12.30 pickup, but we do it for <laughs> We do. I'm not driving, by the way, my mate is. But, <laughs> um, yeah, as I always say, um, we hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. And uh, going into the Weir Tees Derby at the Stadium of Light on Saturday, over 45,000 fans, um, I'd like to uh, wish you, um, obviously, the best of luck. Sing your hearts out for the lads, um, embracing the atmosphere, and to the players. And also the fans put together, keep the faith.